Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. Fashion Forecast explores the possibilities of the not-so-distant future where fashion can be intergenerational, Asian-American, divine feminine, environmentally conscious, community-building, ancestor-worshipping, and possibly bringing you closer to enlightenment. Beautifully illustrated with eye and mind-opening clothing and appearances, Fashion Forecast is an inspiring and delightful collection. Rumi Sakagawa is an Ignatz Awards-nominated comic book artist and the author of I Think I Am In Friend Love With You, Your Illustrated Guide to Becoming One With the Universe, and The Little Book of Life Hacks, How to Make Your Life Happier, Healthier, and More Beautiful, uh, as well as a couple others of those offerings. Comics have appeared in The Believer, Bitch, The Best American Non-Required Reading 2014, and other publications. She has also exhibited multimedia installations at the Japanese American National Museum and the Smithsonian Arts and Industries Building. She currently lives here in Los Angeles. We're thrilled to have her with us again this evening. Please join me in giving her a warm welcome. Um, first of all, I just want to say Thank you to all of you for coming to a bookstore event on a Sunday afternoon. You guys all deserve a hand for that. <laughs> um, I love Skylight Books. This is probably my, I've lost count at this point. This is maybe my fifth time doing a reading here. And uh, every single time I'm just so overwhelmed with support for how much uh, Skylight Books have given me over the years, uh, starting with my first self-published zine, which became a bestseller here, which I think just shows how um, adventurous and open the Skylight Book staff is, how much they support local authors, whether it's self-published or published, and just what an awesome community this is. So please buy tons of books from Skylight Books and um, subscribe to their e-newsletter and go to all of their events because they are awesome. And uh, I did put in um, an optional dress code of Futurist book, and I see a few futuristic outfits around. So um, thank you, thank you. I'm gonna be taking selfies with all of you <laughs> later. Um, so, Um, so I'm really excited to share a fashion forecast with you guys because it, it had a really interesting journey from um, to, to what it is today. And the backstory of fashion forecast isn't quite obvious when you go through the book. So I'm excited to share with you guys the long journey that uh, this book went through to become the incarnation that it is today and also a bunch of really dopey and silly fashion sketches that are not in the book. Um, so what you see on the screen is the Instagram sketch made out of sheer boredom that started everything. Um, so 
the caption says, and this was back in June 2014, so this was four years ago. A while back, I was bored and made fashion forecasts. And I think this was on a really cheap drawing pad with my 0.38 Muji pen. Maybe I was even at a restaurant or something, um, but the text and the drawing is, fashion predictions, this hairstyle, no eyebrows. Fake eyebrows made of stick-on glitter. Ikebana Vione style fashion. Hilarian pendant. I think these actually exist now, so it's not so um, out of the box as I thought it was. And then this weird SMM mask with pointy appendages that have no caption. So I'll just leave that to your imagination. Um, these are a couple more. More fashion predictions from a non-fashion person, July 2014. Crystal studded bodysuit, this haircut, this hairdo, which I was told actually exists, so again, just not as innovative as I thought it was. Crocheted ear sleeves, um, holes cut out to expose boobs, and the areolas and nipples are covered by a sunburst shape of fabric. Stick on face jewelry, colored dots on nose and eyebrows, black teeth, crotch high boots, which I think already exists, but whatever. Uh, this was a year later, and uh, the reason why I kept making these was because I'm a sucker for validation. And my friends just kept egging me on, like, well, these are great, keep making more. And so, um, so I did. Um, fashion forecast, October 2015. Geometric unibrow, unibrow ombre hair, uh, fish dress, spherical dress. Uh, so it's it's cropped out, but the idea was that people would be rolled on wheels horizontally so that the back was exposed and the back becomes this um, flat surface, this horizontal flat surface that is usually not portrayed in fashion to signify your fashion aesthetic. Um, uh, unlabeled, you know, jumper with this angry unibrow emoji. And kite earrings. This was a random sketch for a boba dress, and you know, I also had like my to-do list thing to be um, at the top. Go to Target, buy white strips. Um, I forget if I actually did that, but it's good to know that that was on my mind a few years ago. And uh, on the right, I think that's the beginning sketches of a kimchi dress, which is in the book. Um, this is not in the book. Um, pagan demon headband. Under eye circle concealing armor. So 
instead of, you know, putting on some healer, you put on this cool armor so you're a warrior and no one has to know that you're sleep deprived. Um, crown of fire. I don't know how that would be physiologically possible, but you know, it's a design. Full length arrow earrings, spiky pants, uh, cheekbone cap, like, yeah, like a cap, but for your cheekbones. Um, I think I already wrote blackened teeth earlier, but I guess I like it so much I had to write it again. Uh, ombre tongue and upper lip armor. So that's just a very underutilized part of your face that could use more attention. Um, and this is actually surprisingly just like <laughs> normal fashion sketches. That's not at all extraordinary or futuristic. Um, but just to show you that in general, I just kind of like to draw clothes a lot, even though I don't really consider myself a fashion person. Um, so, so yeah, 2014 through 2015, I was sort of on and off making these really silly sketches. And then very serendipitously, a curator who works for the Smithsonian Asian Pacific American Center happened to come across my books actually here at Skylight Books. And also again at another awesome indie comic book store in DC called Big Planet Comics. And so he had the idea to reach out to me to see if I was interested in collaborating with them for an upcoming pop-up installation uh, with other artists. And what's cool about the Smithsonian Asian American Pacific Center is that they do not currently have their own permanent wing in the museum. So their whole idea that they started two years ago was to have a traveling, essentially a traveling pop-up museum with no walls, where instead of waiting for history, Asian American Pacific Islander history to be canonized, it is a roving installation that can sort of be the pulse of what's happening in the here and now within the creative community. And so when this curator asked me, hey, do you have any ideas about how to explore intersectionality and Asian American identity? I was like, well, um, I have been making these drawings called fashion forecasts. And I made it sound a lot smarter than it really was. And I was like, yeah, to explore Asian American identity and gender expression and aesthetics. And you know, um, I sold him on the idea. And so I think for a while I forgot about it, but then a few months later, like things started happening. Like we were flown out to DC to look at this historical Smithsonian building to put in an installation. We were given a budget and I was like, oh shoot, this is real. I have to do something about this. And so I commissioned a really good friend of mine, um, a college friend named Robbie. He now works at the seamstress at the LA Opera House, but before he started, I got to be like, hey, can you make a pho dress for me? Can you like have pho with me? And then we could be inspired by that to make an article of clothing. And so these are actual, um, my very non-fashion um, fashion concept sketches that I sent to my friend Robbie. Um, and, and these are all in the book, um, the, the final form. 
And so we have we have um, the mud lotus outfit, which is inspired by uh, one of my favorite uh, Buddhist authors, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. Uh, he has a quote that says, "No mud, no lotus." And so the idea was that it's a visual representation of the quote where you're wearing a lotus hat and water patterns, but at the bottom your pants and shoes are covered in literal mud. Or actual paint, I don't really know. Whatever you want it to be. And uh, to the right we have a, a pho dress, um, specifically inspired by leftover pho broth that's at the bottom of the bowl. And so you didn't finish the whole thing. Um, so, you know, there's, there's the broth, there's a lime wedge hat because Lime juice is great in fall. Um, beads of pearls or circular white details representing the beads of fat that you see. And then abstract patterns that sort of represent perhaps submerged noodles and green onions that you see at this murky bowl that's at the bottom of your bowl. Um, there's Japanese American Obon Festival Couture. Um, if you're into Japanese American culture, you know that there's, um, <laughs> hi dogs, um, there's a bone festival every, um, every year, and so a lot of the activities that I grew up with is, there's like, always a game where you try to throw in a ping pong, a ping pong ball into goldfish bowls, <laughs> there's basketball and, uh, onigiri, so there's just like this crazy mashup, um, to the right, there's a concept sketch for a boba dress. I like that I wrote, um, oh yeah, I, I specifically point at the nipple and I wrote black pasties. Um, ancestral worship outfit, so you're like a, a living altar for your ancestors. Um, so what you see in a lot of um, Asian American and Asian homes, but made into an outfit. Um, and then the one on the right is a community notice board dress. So, you know, like those community notice bulletins you see in cafes, but you get to rove around. So if, if you're not into cafes, you might see really important community news um, on a person. Um, this was a concept sketch for a community cape. Uh, so a cape that is worn by three people to, um, yeah, which could be heaven or hell, depending on who you end up with. Um, so the idea is that it's a fashion article of clothing specifically designed to inspire community dialogue. So maybe you'll end up with two other strangers, and who knows what conversation you'll end up in. Um, this is like my really dopey like installation sketch um, that was probably done in like five seconds uh, so this is my friend robbie he actually did have pho at pho 87 in chinatown to be like oh what are the colors inside this bowl of pho and this is like a really gross picture of like this is what leftover pho looks like so now let's make an outfit out of it um and so like we went on this crazy mannequin shopping hunt um Fun fact, a Honda Fit can fit three um, broken down mannequins for reference. 
I know that'll come in handy to like at least one of you. Uh, so this is Aunt Robbie the apartment. Um, the fall dress and the mud lotus outfit slowly coming together. The ancestral outfit, um, close-up details of the mud lotus outfit, us trying on the community cape. Um, and then weeks and months later, um, we were so rushed and panicky, but somehow it all came together. I finished my zine, Robbie finished his outfits, they all got shipped to DC, and it was part of this awesome installation at uh, this historical Smithsonian Arts and Industries building, the second oldest building in the Smithsonian um, buildings. And so it was a really great event with maybe 30 other artists and scholars and community organizers exploring the idea of intersectionality. So this is the art, the, the final art uh, that's in the book for the fa dress. Um, the family altar, ancestral worship, ceremonial, everyday wear. Um, so everyday casual, you know, you just throw it all on, get that bowl of fruit for your kitchen. Um, no mud, no lotus, mud lotus dress or shorts whatever is comfortable for you. Um, yeah, so these are the outfits that came together miraculously, uh, courtesy of my friend Robbie. Uh, so in, in the original zine, I have two versions of the community cape, which is specifically created to be worn by three people. So there is community cape, dialogue. Communal public cape worn by a minimum of three people to encourage dialogue and community interaction. Or if you're um, an empath introvert like me, um, there's also community cape silence. <laughs> a public communal cape for standing in reflective, <laughs> contemplative silence with fellow community members. And so it's meant to be, yeah, so this was actually worn throughout the installation. It was meant to be silence, but, you know, everybody wanted to, like, take selfies and talk to each other, so it, it sort of strayed from the original purpose, but whatever. Um, these are the original zines, and, and the book that you're holding, your, you'll be holding in your hands is, um, there's 30 pages of new material. And uh, what's exciting about Fashion Forecast is that uh, two years later, it continues to take on a life of its own. Uh, so just last week, actually, it was on display at Pearl River Mart in New York City, the new Pearl River Mart location after they got kicked out of their original location because I think rent got increased to like $6 million a year or something really crazy like that. I'm not even exaggerating this multi-generational um, family-run business. And so in their new, um, in their new storefront, they have a, a small little upstairs gallery space that's rotating to different artists maybe every three months. And so, the Smithsonian Asia Pacific American Center uh, reached out to them and was able to put together this really awesome pop-up installation where the original outfits are on display. I got to create an on-site mural. Um, sadly, the ancestral worship mannequin dude, he 
he ended up missing a few accessories, but I gave him extra flowers. Um, and the community cape was, once again, um, fully utilized. And again, I just want to emphasize that this all started because I was really bored and I posted a really stupid Instagram drawing. So I think that's the advice I like to give to young artists. It's like, you know, whatever idea you have, especially if you think, well, this is so stupid, no one's going to get it. That's just more reason for you to put it out there into the world because it might end up in a museum. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. That felt really good. Um, and so uh, I'm going to end this reading with an excerpt from the book. Uh, this was actually new material that I added specifically for the expanded version. And I had a choice between, well, do I want to, do I want to read the really um, profound and deep metaphysical one that that uses fashion as a metaphor for life and death and rebirth, or do I want to read the really silly one that gives you like really pointless fashion advice? Um, so of course I went with the latter, and uh, there's a Q&A afterwards, so I hope you enjoy. Fashion advice. A tip, make sure your clothes really fit you. If clothing item is loose fitting or off, Consider getting it tailored. It makes a huge difference. And here's some examples. <laughs> Feeling blah and bored by your fashion choices? Mix up your silhouettes when you buy clothes and style yourself. Question, what does it mean when fashionistas use the term silhouette? Answer, silhouettes refer to the overall outline made by your body, clothes, and accessories. So if you were a shadow puppet, what would you look like? And so some examples of dynamic silhouettes, like you could be on stilts or you could be, you could be juggling while, um, you know, balanced on a horse. You'll like beat everyone else's silhouette game. Um, tip, be aware of where symbols, styles, and images come from and the cultural historical context of how they are used. Otherwise, you might come across as a clueless jerk. And so there's this extraterrestrial creature and he's, he or she or they are saying something. In the translation, I am saddened that my ceremonial garb for honoring my ancestors is now a stupid trend. Ask yourself, am I being a fashion question or a fashion statement? Be a fashion statement. And this is actually, I actually really do believe in this. And, um, my friend Krista Fell is uh, the origin of this quote. Hi, thank you. Uh, she's inspired me fashion wise a lot. Um, Choose one detail you want to really draw attention to and emphasize it for dramatic effect. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's a dog. So cute. Um, like this statement necklace. Oh my gosh, why? Your collar is well-fitting. Good job. 
Now, a statement piece does not necessarily have to have a literal statement. I wrote karaoke is boring, which is, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just not a fan of karaoke, which makes me a terrible person, I'm sorry. The last one, know the rules so you can break them. Example, nipple exposure equals bad. What if you wear a full nipple-colored bodysuit that covers everything except for two very small cutout circles exposing just your nipples? Is that a crime? I don't think it is. Um, time will tell. Example, pubic hair should never be seen. What if you wore a furry skirt in the exact texture of your pubic mound and there was a hole cut out for your real pubic hair to poke through? Right? And, and this last uh, page I wanted to show you is was in the original theme, and I specifically wanted to highlight uh, in the corner on the left, orange kawaii realness. Accentuating your large facial pores by dyeing your face orange and looking like an orange. <laughs> because I was really mad that growing up I had really big pores, and I still do, and I went through all these really dumb hoops to try to shrink my pores, like pore shrinking, lotion, and makeup, and I just think that's so silly. I would love to live in a world where big pores are celebrated. <laughs> so on that note, this concludes my reading. Thank you guys. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'll take a few questions before, yes, my. Beautiful outfit, Ajima, future, realness. Oh my gosh, I was on my mental to-do list and I totally forgot, so thank you. So um, yes, if you buy the book, uh, there is a barcode for I'm so sorry, Android users, but uh, for, for iPhone users, uh, there is a free app download for Fashion Forecast sticker pack. One day I'll figure out how to have it available for Android and why, um, why not knowing that, right? <laughs> We're supposed to do that together. Um, so yeah, a free sticker pack, uh, or if you could go to the App Store and you search Yumiverse Fashion Forecast, you'll find the sticker pack. And there's two other sticker packs that I made too, so check them out. Thanks. Uh, any other questions? Yes, Krista. Oh my gosh, can you describe your fabulous outfit? Well, gosh, um, I will trying to decide where to start. So this silver vest was from that awesome vintage store in Chinatown. I think it's called East West something something. But they're in that same plaza as Howling Ray's Fried Chicken. So, you know, Chinese silver. Had to get it. Um, this 
Don't stand to show head to toe. Um, just kidding. Um, so this is actually a onesie uh, covered in zodiac signs. And uh, so sometimes, and this is from Black Market on Sawtelle Boulevard in Japantown. Um, so sometimes when I draw a tarot card, it becomes validation for like, oh, this is the outfit I should buy. And so I specifically remember that on that day, I was using um, Marcella Curl's Nature Nurture Deck, Oracle Deck, uh, which you should all buy. Uh, if you go to Other Wild, her decks are there. Um, I, specifically that day, I drew this card for Stars Infinite. <laughs> and so, which, which shows like, you know, this beautiful starry sky and infinite potential and all that. And so when I saw this outfit, I was like, well, I drew a, a star card today, so I guess the universe really wants me to buy this outfit. And, I'm getting nods of approval, so I'm validated. Um, yeah, white boots. It's from this awesome shoe store called Intentionally, Blank in Chinatown. Um, Mari and I and Celine, we all like took a field trip there because we kept falling in love with their shoes that we saw on their website. And this hat, uh, Control Alt, it's from. Uh, it was from the Smithsonian Asian American Pacific Center's second uh, cultural lab which was in New York City, and the theme of that show was Imagine Realities, so exploring intersectionality and uh, social justice, but through a futuristic lens. So I wanted to wear this hat to, as an homage to how the Smithsonian Asian Pacific Center has supported me and how um, all social justice is imagined realities, how we all need to imagine the future collectively to make what we want to see in this world come true. Yeah. Any other questions? Yes. Yeah, I, I want to say there must be a Buddhist quote or a Buddhist principle that is about, that specifically says, tea with your demons. And also there is this beautiful Rumi quote uh, by the poet, the Sufi poet Rumi about how you should treat every emotion that enters the, the doorway of your mind as uh, an esteemed gift. So whether this emotion is disruptive and unruly or um, sad and morose, you treat every emotion equally as an honored guest. And so I think having gone through depression and mental health issues, I think that was such a new concept for me, which is to embrace the negative, difficult emotions instead of pushing it away, which is what all of us are prone to doing because negative emotions are uncomfortable. But what if we all did the opposite, which is to embrace it without judgment. And so that's, that's been a saving grace for me and I really wanted to share that other people. Any other questions? Mari? I love that you asked that because, um, yeah, um, recently on Instagram I posted fashion forecasts, psychic 
protection version um, where it was like tourmaline head armor and um, a dress made of sage smoke and and so it, it just reminded me like oh I really love I really want to keep making more fashion forecasts um, so more to come I'll probably be posting them on Instagram and if and enough if you guys egg me on because I'm such a hoe for validation. Um, you know, maybe it'll turn into a zine, which might turn into a book, which might turn into another museum installation. So, so yeah, I'll do more. <laughs> that felt really good. Um, yes, Gabby, hi. Ooh, spend the rest of eternity in one outfit. Gosh, that's a good question. Um, I think I want to wear rainbow prisms. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's my answer. <laughs> Cool, well, I guess that's it. I'll be signing books. Thank you so much, you guys. Eat lots of Pocky. Thank you. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.